on, listeners. We are back in one week out from the NFL Draft, the 2021 NFL Draft in Cleveland. Oh, boy. So we have a lot to talk about. Last week, we talked about the defensive side, uh, top five prospects at each position. This week, we'll be talking about the offensive side of the ball, some probably more notable names uh, from a viewing audience. So nonetheless, I'm Big Z representing Detroit Lions. Let's go around to the rest of the pylon crew. We got Remy representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull, purple rain in control, go Vites. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. What's going on, guys? That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I have so much more to say. (laughs) Um, Then we got Kinger representing the Packers. As always, gentlemen, great to be back. Let's talk offense. And then we also have our, uh, I just want to mention our producer, Kid J. He's in there, and he, he might chime in if we are uh, missing some information or something like that. And he just, you know, just give him a shout-out for all the work he does. All right, so, gentlemen, what we're going to do, we're going to go around to each position and kind of give our uh, thoughts on the, the top people at each uh, spot. So we're going to be focusing on offense, and then the week is a draft. The draft is a week away. So... Let's start off with the big position first, quarterback, uh, and I'll be uh, kind of taking the reins on this one here uh, to start, at least. And of course, there's Trevor Lawrence at the top. Uh, I don't think anybody here can is going to disagree that Trevor Lawrence is the top quarterback prospect in this draft. Uh, do we? Th- how far do we think Trevor Lawrence is going to go as far as a quarterback in Jacksonville? I I, th- I think he's going to do pretty well for himself do you, do you do we like urban meyer in jacksonville to lead it lead the trevor lawrence career path i guess <laughs> it's pretty fun it'll 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 definitely be interesting to watch and i i like their offense coordinator darren bevel i've always liked him i liked him uh when he's in seattle i really liked him when he was working with stafford in detroit the last few years uh, so I think they have a really good offensive coordinator in place for him as well. I'll tell you, I got a bunch of Colts buddies who are not looking forward to seeing Trevor Lawrence for the next 15 years in the division. <laughs> and un- yeah, and un- unlike uh, Andrew Luck, uh, he will most likely not retire uh, after like how how many years did Andrew Luck play? Five? No, more than that. It's like eight. Was it more? Yeah, probably seven, maybe. seven, eight. Oh, yeah. Was it? It didn't feel like that long, but maybe because I was just so surprised he cut so short so fast. I mean, you got you got um, Trevor Lawrence this week already tweeting out he can't wait to be a part of the Jacksonville community. Right, right. I saw, I saw that. <laughs> um, uh, so Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one. It gets a little more fun after that, uh, but Zach Wilson seems to be the consensus number two. I would agree with that at least. Zach Wilson. Really fun guy to watch. I, I At first, uh, in the draft process, I was hoping he'd fall to the Lions at seven. That is obviously a pipe dream now, as a lot of people have pretty much predicted he'll go to number two, the Jets. Is there any reason not to think so? Remy, you were saying before this, the Jets I might not take it, unless you were just joking around. No, I, I mean, clearly the most logical take is to take this guy at number two, Zach Wilson, but you, you just – you never know. I mean, you, you never know what's really in the head of these GMs, who they actually have higher on their draft board. Um, it could look a bit different. I You know, they could shake it up and go Mac Jones. Who knows? King, King are you um, – have you, how much of Zach Wilson have you watched? I mean, I've seen a decent amount of him, and he's definitely got the – I think the potential to be – uh, you know, a very good NFL quarterback. I personally don't know if I would have him going 
as the second rated as the second best quarterback, but that's just me personally. What do you what do you think about the Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson comparisons? Is there similarities there? And those comparisons are kind of the size that they have, but also the way they can they kind of throw the ball off their front foot and just create like a lot of torque and a quick release. I would I would agree with that. I think he's uh, Wilson's pretty good on the move as well. The ability to throw really in both directions, running both one way or another, and like you mentioned already, the uh, mechanics comparison. Um, you know, I could see it, right? They are very similar size, and I do think Wilson can whip it, no doubt about it. Um, so, I mean, people saying that, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with them. I just don't know that we've seen enough of Zach Wilson at, uh, I guess, top-tier competition level to really for me to believe in him as the number two quarterback, personally. Hmm. So, I'm going to go on to number three here, and I have Justin Fields as the third-best quarterback, personally. Uh, a lot of people have Trey Lance above him, even, and all the rumors say that Mac Jones is going to be the third best quarterback or third quarterback taken in this draft by San Francisco. I think Justin Fields is the athletic traits uh, that kind of supersedes both those guys, um, and the experience against top tier competition. Uh, Trey Lance, true wild card in this draft, uh, just based on the fact he only played one game last year and only has one other season against. Uh, collegiate uh, defenses, and that was one year in FCS in North Dakota State. So not even like a, like a max like conference, really. So it's really uh, he's really an interesting case. He has all the field, but Justin Fields. They they the people say he has like lack of processing skills, but I think that those uh, have those concerns have been kind of squashed lately uh i think they're a little overblown i and this is just talking from a guy the lions are picking at seven i would not hate it if they drafted him i I would i would i would like to pick a lot i would be i'd be all for it i don't know what you guys think about three through five here though trey lance justin fields and mac jones would you agree that justin fields is above those guys does anybody disagree with that nobody's disagreeing interesting it's just funny because uh all accounts are that the 49ers are taking Mac Jones. Uh, why do why do we think that is? I don't know. I I personally don't believe it. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely could happen. I mean, I I just don't don't understand the strategy of naming your quarterback at number three if you are, you know, because you got to bank on your guy being there, right? And so I I don't know why you wouldn't hold those to your chest there, but uh. I think Fields is kind of like what you said, Big Z. I think it's all overblown. I think he is extremely athletic. Uh, for oh, there's no doubt about his athleticism. It's it's more of the processing that people knock him for. I think right, some bad decision making. But I mean, it, for me, I mean, he's shown over the last, you know, I mean, he was he was a dog the entire year this last year. He's gone up against awesome talent. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really understand the the negatives on him, but I, I'm with you. I so far have him or the first three uh rankings the exact same. Lawrence, Wilson, and then Fields. Interesting. And um Barney, do you think the Bears attempted trade up for any of these five guys? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey well, I'll three guys, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I'm gonna have a clench butthole in the first, you know, like <laughs> hour of the draft uh because i totally think uh that that is a possibility 
Uh, I think, honestly, there's a good chance that one of these guys could fall to 20, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm not really as high on Trey Lance as most people are. I think he has a horrible, uh, deep ball. And, you know, the fact that, like you said, you brought up the concerns about him just having one season with FCS level, um, you know, depending on how this trade goes and the amount of supreme skilled players there are at the top of this draft, uh, I think there's definitely a, uh, a scenario in which some of these guys slide. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we see it we see it every year. So, uh, but I mean, by all accounts, this is a very highly rated quarterback class. I would be surprised if Trey Lance fell down in the twenties. I personally, but uh, man, uh, there's a lot of uh, top heaviness of the quarterback class here for sure. I mean, it's very possible one, two, three, four is all quarterbacks, which I believe has never happened before. That would be fascinating. And that would be good for the Lions uh, in terms of getting a top guy uh, falling to number seven. Either way, it works out for the Lions, I think. Uh, and I like the Lions better at number seven this year than I like them at number three last year in terms of the talent that they can get. Unfor- they were number three in the wrong year. <laughs> um, that That's how it goes in Detroit. Kinger, you want to add something here before we move on? Yeah, just one last thing. I just wanted to make a comment, you know. Everybody likes Zach Wilson. Again, I'm not going to dog that guy because I do think there's a lot of potential there. But, you know, if you're looking at teams that, you know, evaluating the quarterback position, teams historically that, you know, have been in that same similar position, you look at the New York Jets, and the Jets have not necessarily done well in a position to draft quarterback over the last 20 years. So if you guys, if you take a look at that organization, granted, it has changed a little bit there. But if the Jets are high on somebody, you know, maybe. Maybe a little bit of a cause concern because it is the New York Jets. <laughs> but I, I I do like Salah, and then they have the um, Kyle Shanahan offense they're trying to instill over there. I agree. Too. Like I said, there's a little bit of a different regime over there, but again, you just got to remember it is the New York Jets. <laughs> so who do we think has the best career out of these top five guys? I mean, it's got to be Lawrence. I, I like Lawrence. You think Lawrence? Sunshine. I'm gonna say Zach Wilson. I'm gonna say Justin Fields. I I, I love Zach Wilson. You're gonna say Justin Fields, right? Super high on Justin Fields. I absolutely believe he should be the number two quarterback taken off this board. I, I totally think that, you know, only because he will be a product of uh, a leaky, non well oiled machine here. I think Zach Wilson he. If he's getting drafted at number two, he's going to have an uphill battle that I don't think the other guys will have in their early years. Look at it. It'll be fascinating to watch what happens. If Justin Fields goes to uh, Lions at number seven, then I agree with you, Remy. Look at, I mean, just look at how Justin Fields competed all the way back to like QB1 back in 2017. It was always him and Lawrence, him and Lawrence, and Lawrence always had that step up at him, but he would just come back throwing and just slinging it, and he could make all the same throws, and it was. It was fun to watch those two battle it out on that show. Definitely. All right, let, let's move on now to uh, the next position group. And this is our a super like deep draft at wide receiver yet again. It just seems it seems like it, the last three years just like ridiculously deep at wide receiver. So Kinger, this is uh this is on you. Let, let's uh let's get your uh, thoughts on the wide receiver class here. It is 
it's loaded. yeah very deep and you know only fitting here that i think i'm i'm the one who gets to discuss this position is everybody has been asking for the last three years when is green bay going to take a wide receiver in the first round to give aaron Rodgers some help <laughs> we'll see if this is the year i don't necessarily believe it's going to be but um you know i'm just going to go off obviously guys that i really like as you mentioned already it's going to be very deep and you guys are probably going to have some Differing opinions in a couple of these guys that uh, I throw out here in my list today, but we're going to start with basically the top three that I think just about everybody's got rated one through three on their board. Um, obviously, number one here, you got to go with Jamar Chase. Uh, set out 2020 um, because or opted to not play in 2020 to prep for the NFL draft, but six foot, 200 pounds, absolutely monster season on the LSU National Championship in 2019. Uh, almost set over 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, average 20 yards per reception. Um, the big thing about him is, is he averaged, he had 10 more deep ball receptions in 2019 than any other uh, receiver in this draft class. Obviously, it helps when you got Joe Burrow thrown to you, and that LSU team was just absolutely stacked, one of the best offensive teams that we've seen in quite some time. Uh, but, I mean, he's got all the tools uh, to be uh, an elite wide receiver in the NFL. They say that there's really, you know, the only a couple areas where he might be able to improve a little bit would be his blocking, his route running. Um, but, you know, there's a lot to work with off of that. Just pure raw talent. Absolutely think you got to put him at the top, um, the number one spot. Would any of you guys disagree with that number one spot? No. I disagree. You disagree. I do. I I actually have a, the third best wide receiver here. Okay. So. Wow. All right. I the my concerns with him, I just been watching a tape and then listening to some scouts talk about him as well. He gets um, too open. No, it's the other way around. He doesn't get open enough. He his lack of separation is a I think a big concern. And there's a I think Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith are more fit to the NFL and uh, can create that separation better than Jamar Chase will. Jamar Chase kind of reminds me of a super, uh, uh, super version of Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a ter- terrible at getting open, but uh, he does catch like every 50-50 ball. I just think the the floor is lower on Jamar Chase than the other two top guys. Remy, do you have a comment on that? I think going into the draft, they said Justin Jefferson was really only a slot receiver, but he can play outside. I wouldn't go off. I would just – I think I think Jamar Chase is, is definitely clear-cut, number one, and he's he's going to be a monster. I do agree. I, I I mean, I have him number one for a reason. I do agree with what you're saying, though, Big Z. I mean, the one thing that they say is is that he doesn't get low enough on his routes, creating that separation at the top of his routes. There's definitely room to flow, but, I mean, he really does have all the traits necessary and all the physical tools. He has the traits. Yeah. I'm not – I'm not denying that. I just I think the floor is lower on him. I can see him bust busting out. I I, I busting out. I said this on my other. I, I think he'd be, yeah, absolutely. If you look at the history of wide receivers taking this high in the draft, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> uh, so I, I would not consider him like a slam dunk by any means. Uh, and I would be disappointed honestly if the Lions picked at number seven one of these three wide receivers. I don't want a wide receiver at number seven. I think that's too high. No way. Just, if you look at the history, if you look at the history Dude, of the NFL and picking wide talk, receiver in the top, wide receiver in the top 10 is historically horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. 
It is bad. Henry Ruggs, John Ross. We can, I mean, those are just Kevin more White. recent examples. Corey Davis. Yeah. Let's just let's triggered. Let the, I'm triggered. It goes on and on. <laughs> the, the list is bad. I mean, Calvin Johnson, Sammy Watkins, and Julio Jones. Uh, Kinger, but, I'll, man, I'll, I'll tell you. I think he. I think he's got like a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins in his game. Um, you know, I. I think he's silky. I think I don't. I don't understand what Big C's saying. Although I. I you know, if, if he went into the tape and and that's what he came out of it, I. Dude, I think this guy is. First off, I I, th- I want to say the top three guys. There's not a lot of room in between them. Uh, you know, it's not right. like you know the quarterbacks where I think it's one and then a step lower. Um, you know, these three guys are talents, and whichever way you scheme them, you could use the best out of them. But uh, on a pure receiver, I just think I think Jamar Chase is number one. So I, I'm going to agree with you on that. Fair enough. Watch the Lions draft Jamar Chase, then I'll be as big as Yeah, so we'll flow right into it again. My top three, I think, are going to be the same as a lot of people. I do have Devontae Smith um, as number two on my board. Um, again, you can't discredit. He did some amazing things. Obviously, Heisman Trophy winner in 2020. Um, insane touchdown. Uh, insane numbers just in general. Almost 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. Just overall great polished receiver. Um, you know, He has the ability to get open. A kind of a unique snap, a stat that was kind of falling under the radar because size is a big question with him. He's only like 155, 158 pounds when he got to Alabama a few years ago. He's up to 170 now. Um, still not, you know, your prototypical NFL wide receiver size, but he does all the little things right. Like as I mentioned, great route runner and and something else. You know, he was top five in yards per route against press coverage um, last year. So if you do look at some people who are saying that maybe that size and strength. It could be a little bit of limitation in regards to his blocking ability, but he's shown that he has the ability to get off press coverage. He is such a smooth route runner. He's not afraid to lay out uh, you know, for the balls outside his catch radius. Um, I th- absolutely think he's going to be a great NFL wide receiver as well. Um, you know, Top 10, it's probably looking like it's going to trend that way. We'll see what happens with some of your uh, concerns that you mentioned, Big Z, but uh, we've got to throw one of the two Bama boys there at number two, and then the other Bama boy, oh, yeah. uh, Jalen Waddell, I got him at number three. I mean, that man... He is so freaking explosive. Some of his tape and some of the runs that he made, um, I mean, it's just jaw-dropping. Uh, his burst is is unmatched. Uh, you know, obviously battled that ankle injury a little bit last year, so didn't quite uh, get to see him in full action, didn't have a pro day, so didn't quite get to, get to see his numbers there either. But in an absolutely stacked Bama wide receiver room over the last couple of years, he has been arguably what you could say the most consistent over the last couple of years. Um, I mean, and so it's just with his game changing ability and not only that, but he's got a special teams, uh, ability in him as well. He's a guy that's going to do wonders for an NFL team as well. And those three guys, like Barney mentioned earlier, I completely agree. Those all can be integrated into an NFL offensive system scheme. Um, you know, just depending on who it is. And I think all three of those guys are going to be very successful. Um, and then from there, really, this is where I think a lot of us are probably going to have differing opinions because there's a lot of guys in this four through eight, four through 10 range that are going to, oh, are yeah. going to attract, be attracted by different teams based on what their skill sets are and who they like. Um, if you overall look at the board, one thing that I noticed is, is there's not a lot of big receivers in this draft. You got a lot of good, you know, mid-sized, smaller guys that have a lot of speed, a lot of quickness, the ability to catch the ball. Um, so one name out here who I don't know that a lot of people are going to maybe have in their top five, but I like, and he really broke out last year in a system where he maybe didn't even have to have a ton of motivation last year or didn't have a lot of motivation coming off the national championship. 
But I really like Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Um, 6'3", 200-pound receiver. Hopped in that slot last year and really kind of filled that role that Jamar Chase played in 2019. Um, but this guy's got all the physical tools to be successful in the NFL, right? I already mentioned the size. He's got great hands. He's got deep ball ability. He runs smooth go routes, smooth fly routes. Um, you know, drops were a little bit of an issue. And I think some of that, uh, some of the effort in 2019 was uh, maybe not there where you needed it to be. But the man is, I mean, he's a big receiver um, with all of the tools, like I mentioned. And if you can kind of polish his game a little bit and get him motivated, I think he has the potential to be one of the better receivers in this draft. Um, and then number five, last guy I'm going to talk about. You guys know, you know it, you know, oh, you know who's coming yeah. here. You, it. you, you knew it's coming here. Be. I'm going with my guy Rondale out of Purdue. Um, <laughs> hasn't put. Didn't see that one. I coming. mean, I, I'm going to say is, is after his pro day numbers. I, I don't think. I think that based on what tape he ha- healthy tape he has had at Purdue, I don't know how you can not be willing to take a chance on this guy in the late first, second round. Uh, I mean, his 2018 numbers as a freshman were just absolutely insane. 115 receptions, over 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, led the nation in broken tackles with 33. I mean, this guy is just a straight gadget. The size thing is going to be a little bit of a question. He is only 5'7", so uh, they're saying 5'9", but I think he measured at his pro day. He was 5'7", like 185, Um, but he didn't bench, but almost 25 reps on the bench press, you know, 4'29 speed. This guy... Not Tyreek Hill, I don't want to say, but he can be used in a lot of similar ways as Tyreek Hill. He has the ability to catch the ball, explosive lateral quickness, both lateral and upfield. Um, for a team that's looking for a possession receiver that can be moved around in different positions, I would still put him above guys like Kadarius Toney or Elijah Moore, a couple of the other other slot receivers um, that are getting a lot of hype. So that's my top five personally. A guy. Can he stay healthy? That's the big thing. I mean, the size and the and the stand healthy are the two things you got to have questions around it. But he's an absolutely freak physical specimen. He works hard, um, and I think that if put in the right position, there he's going to do. He's going to be able to really produce for for a lot of NFL teams. Kinger, you're talking about how he's like five seven, 180 pounds. I have never seen. I don't even want to say like a, this little of a guy. I just mean wide receiver from you know, in a, as a standpoint. I've never seen a wide receiver break as many tackles as this kid does. Yep. And he's got thighs for days and just runs through arm tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm with you. I actually got him as my number four. So I got a lot of a lot of praise for that guy too. But like Big Z said, he's gotta he's gotta be able to stay on the field to to award that. So. I yeah, his Love his that, injury Barney. concerns takes me out of the top five. I mean, did you guys watch like uh, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, they they arguably broke just as many tackles this year. Yeah, I I, uh, I actually do not like Tony. I I think Tony is Tony has some issues. Tony's like, the he, product he, he like of a Mel Kiper. Yeah, like, I, I'm with you. And here's the thing: I think Elijah Moore. I mean, the difference between I think Elijah Moore and Rondale Moore is strength, pure strength. Because Elijah Moore is great at contesting. I have him probably at six, maybe seven in my wide receiver board. And he had the most, he caught 73% of his contested throws last year in, in 2020. I mean, the man does impact and he's got the ability to catch the ball, but he is not as strong as Ryan Dale Moore and his ability in press coverage has not been necessarily good on tape. And so I do think there's some upside with him. I'm with you, Barney. I like him over Tony. Tony's got some issues, but I just think the tape, the good tape that Ryan Dale Moore has, you, it, it, you got to take a flyer on him personally over a couple of those other guys. That's why he's perfect as like a high second rounder, not a first rounder. Uh, and 
I think. But you're you probably right. Talk about you're probably that. right. My number, my number four is Rashawn Bateman out of Minnesota. I I think that guy is going to have a great NFL career. He's going to have a long NFL career as a number two receiver. Watch him go like to the Bucks or something and just dominate <laughs> with the like with all the other weapons they have in there. He's he's a really 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 good route runner. Not quite the athleticism of uh, Devonta Smith necessarily, but man, I, I he looks like he'll be ready to go day one in the NFL. So that that's my number. Four. And you guys got any other guys that I you really like out there that I missed? Uh, I I'm really big on uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's more of like a kind of like a Julian Edelman or Golden Tate type guy, just scrappy and and has got a nose for the for the ball, but. Um, you know, it's tough to put him in the, in the top five. So, uh, that's more of like, a, as long as he's in the, he's in the right position, you know, I think he can really excel. <clears throat> Remy, did you have anyone else to add in I'm there? I'm going to add my boy, Amir Smith-Marset, the speedy guy out of Iowa. Um, like I'm just going to mirror what Barney said too. Like it's hard. Um, you kind of got to put him in that right position. Um, I picture him. He's a great kick returner. I picture him on a lot of jet sweeps and um, fast dude. Uh, but Amir Smith Marset is going to be the steal of the draft. Dude, he has like a seven there on grade on him. Just so <laughs> listeners know, uh, <laughs> he's unless you have him in your top five, Rami, uh, out of pure bias. Pure bias. Just wait. Just wait <laughs> on it. <laughs> All right, so let's move this on. Actually, Kinger, can we talk about two tight ends really quick uh, before we move on to the offensive linemen? There's just two. Uh, the tight end group we're not getting too, into in depth here, but there's two tight ends that we just wanted to mention at least. And, of course, uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Kinger. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think this is pretty self-explanatory for everybody. I mean, right. you got Kyle Pitts right there at number one and then Friar Muth, and then everybody else is kind of, um, you know, we're just going to kind of wait and see what happens. We, this is probably the least – I mean, probably the lack, lowest depth. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I struggle with words, as you guys know. Not a lot of depth at this position over the last three, four years where there was a lot of hype around it. You know, Kyle Pitts is obviously potential to be, you know, one of, if not the best tight ends, at least his physical traits and skills. Everybody is just kind of salivating over him and what he what he can do for an NFL offense. He is. Yeah. Do you think he's the first non-quarterback taken in this draft? I do. I I don't know how you I don't know how you could pass on him. Probably I don't know. I still I don't know. I mean I I probably I feel that way about like f- like four or five guys though. I think that the the skill talent at the top of this draft is just unreal. You would take Jamar Chase before Kyle Pitts. I I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> I mean as as far as the where the Bears are built, I I might be more inclined to take a wide receiver, especially if Aaron Rob or Allen Robinson's gonna leave. But I mean it's a tough decision, but I think that the wide receivers are if, you know if I'm just as if good. I'm Miami, I'm probably taking a wide receiver over Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver. I mean, you're right. I mean he is. You're right. I mean I'm not gonna argue with that, but that flexibility is ridiculous. They need I, help on the I'm outside. Just telling you, if he's at number seven, I am sprinting to the podium as a Detroit. If I'm the Detroit Lions, yeah. I'm sprinting. I'm doing whatever. I got to crawl over all desks, whatever I got to do. I will. If I'm the Detroit Lions, I would do whatever you can. I don't. I, there's been like scenarios out there where Lions where Kyle Pitts is available, and then they trade back. Uh, like SI.com had uh, Kyle Pitts available at seven, but the Lions trade back to number sixteen. I think they get 
next year's first round and like a third rounder this year or something. And then the Cardinals take Kyle Pitts and we get Devonta Smith at 16. That was their mock draft. Wow. I don't believe that would happen. But uh, in that scenario, I would not do it. I would still take Kyle Pitts. I think he's the best player in this draft. Wow. I, quarterback, wow. quarterback or otherwise. I wow. praise. Wow. I, I hope he goes awesome. I hope he goes to Detroit and he just lays an absolute fucking egg. <laughs> and we can That'd just, be our luck. And we can That'd have this, luck, uh, sure. this little this little clip on loop for, for our intros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean he's gotta go to the right place, right? Like any other player. They gotta be in the right system. But I, I think he would I think he can fit pretty much a nice it'd be really fun to see him on the Falcons. Let me let me ask you guys this. If let's say Bengals are sitting there. And basically, all quarterbacks are being taken. You got your choice between uh, P. Nisuel, uh Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pitts. What do they do for Joe Burrow there? I think they take Pitts. I think you draft Sewell. I, th- I think you go Sewell too. You got to protect him. You got to protect too high. I actually just talked to a Bengal fan yesterday, and uh, he said it's, uh, it's between Sewell and or Chase actually to reunite you know they lose AJ Green if they they really don't need Chase but just to grab Chase he wouldn't be pissed just to reunite Joe Burrow and and Chase That'd be together. pretty cool. I mean for a team that but, had the worst offensive line in the league last year, you got to find some steady, you got to have somebody steady for the next 10 years to protect Joey. Yeah. I think they have enough pieces in Cincinnati and there's like enough death at guard and they they have um their first round draft pick from two years ago can't remember his name Kyle Ohio State guy uh no no Bama guy right uh often Jonah tackle. Williams uh, oh Williams, Jonah Williams, that's right. yeah. Yeah, yeah and then um they got uh Riley Reeve who's like a replacement level he's like a mediocre right tackle uh they need help at the guards and there's enough death in this draft to get guards later I think so I I, I don't know how you pass like Kyle Pitts at number five if they do awesome Awesome. I'll be so I'll be on the edge of my seat waiting for number seven to come and hope the Dolphins don't take him at number six. I I don't think I think the Bengals pick him if not the if the Falcons don't do it before. Yeah, but like you guys said, besides him and uh, the guy from Penn State, I can't say his last name, but Firemuth. Uh, Firemuth. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's. Right. I don't think I said it right again. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't really see a lot of talent at all. Uh, I wouldn't touch a tight end no. outside of that until, you know, round six or seven to be totally Not even honest. your Notre Dame guy? Tommy Tremble? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. He had, he had some issues fumbling the ball this year. So, uh, mm. whatever. But, um, I, I mean, he, he'll probably be like a round three, round four, round five guy. Gotcha. All right. So let, let's move on now to interior offensive line and god only knows the bears need some of that barney you're gonna be focusing on this uh so who do we like who do we like sure um so right now with number five there might be a little bit of bias here with my notre dame guard aaron banks he's six five mountain of a human being uh 338 pounds but for how big he is he's extremely explosive Plays with nasty attitude, opens up running running lanes, and has just a solid anchor in the passing game. Uh, you know he he's been an anchor for the for the Fighting Irish for a while, um, and has just been so solid at his position. Uh, you know he's he's not gonna wow you at all. He's he's not the quickest laterally, but he plays to his strengths. And and uh, if he gets his paws on you, just good luck. I mean he's just a big dude. 
Uh, I like him at number five for me. Uh, next up, Wyatt Davis, an absolutely dominant lineman for uh, Oak, or, uh, Ohio State. Uh, he's 6'4", 315, athletic guard with terrific size and upside. Consistently gets leverage on his opponents. And honestly, if it wasn't for a significant leg injury that he's sustained in the national championship game, I think he could come off the board, you know, late round one. Uh, he's that athletic and that solid uh, for the Buckeyes that um, I think he'll slip quite a bit, maybe late round two. But if you're getting that value there, as long as his, his legs hold up, uh, he's going to be a foundational pick. Um, and then getting into the guys I, I really like here. Um, we're going to go on a run on centers. Uh, at number three, I have Quinn Miners out of, yes. out of Wisconsin Whitewater. He's 6'3", 320. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to look to make the jump from D3 to the NFL, you have to be the best player on the field every game. And to be honest, that is an absolute understatement for what this guy was doing. Um, you know, he was slated as a, a day three prospect until the senior bowl after the season in which the consensus from all the scouts and all the coaches was that he was probably one of the best players down there. Um, beasted. He beasted. If you watch his, any of his tape, Barney, from the senior bowl, just dominant every rep. He's incredible. And, and, and he keeps his feet moving. He works his hands, shows a nose for picking up blitzes. Um, and, and I'm just going to throw it out there. He's a wrestler. And if you know anything about being an offensive lineman, if you have wrestling in your background, you're good. You get it. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I like this guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him uh, just because who doesn't like D3 uh, players like that? Uh, ben Barch was one from, I think, last yep. year that, that basically did the same uh, Excel path where he only made his name at uh, the Senior Bowl, and I think this is this is going to be a guy who goes round two, maybe late round two, but round two. And just a little little more on him, uh, you know, D three. I'm a D three former D three football player myself, so I'm always going to root for these guys. But uh, um, you know, D three didn't have football this year, like D one. Uh, so what he did in this off season was work with JJ Watts trainer all off season up in Wisconsin. Uh, and it obviously did wonders for him. And in addition to that, I just on a personal note, I just like his uh, his video. Uh, if I don't know if you've seen the videos of him working out, where he's like doing reps against like a tree. He's like, uh, you know, like <laughs> offensive linemen like to pound their hands out like for quick reps. Like they usually are hitting a sled instead. In these videos, he's like hitting a tree. That's uh, great. great. <laughs> Good guy to root for. All right, move on. Uh, number two, I'm going with Landon Dickerson from Bama. He's six six, three hundred thirty pounds. Uh, before he became the household name at Bama, he was the first true freshman to start for Florida State since Jamie Dukes in 82. You guys know Jamie Dukes. Uh, but, you know, he tore his ACL and uh, looked for a change of scenery with Saban. Uh, from there, it was just such a great choice. He was second team all SEC in his first year in Tuscaloosa. Uh, his outstanding play landed him the Remington Trophy as the nation's best center. Uh, to go along with his size, he has range and reactive athleticism, giving him the ability to get to the second level. Uh, he unrolls his hips well. Uh, you know, this is another guy that, for me, would have gone clearly round one uh, had he not had some injury history, again, with that ACL his freshman year. 
Um, but he's a really big dude, and I think, you know, just like the guys before, as long as he's healthy, I mean, this guy's going to pay dividends like none other. Uh, he's a, he's going to be a solid pick, especially in day two if he goes that far. But last but not least, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma, 6'4", 302 pounds, three-year starter at center, and never allowed a single sack. Uh, you know, he he's a two-time captain. This guy is uh, all the intangibles desired at the NFL level. He's praised for his leadership. He has the recognition to make all the calls up front. He kind of reminds me of like a lot of a tape from like Quentin Nelson, even though he's a guard, from when he's able to pick up late blitzes and speed rushers. Uh, you know, this guy just understands football. Uh, he clearly has an understanding for leverage and and how to win hand to hand combat. Uh, he finishes blocks better than anyone that I've seen at the center position. Uh, he picked up most of his traits at a young age of four when he started mm-hmm. wrestling. He's been a wrestler forever. Uh, his dad was like a two-time Nash, uh, All-American in college for the Okie State Cowboys, I believe. Uh, might have been the Sooners. But um, he, honestly, if you can't tell right now, he's my draft crush for the, for the, for the Bears. I think uh, if he's available at 52, um, I I will be wondering why because guys like Cesar Ruiz and past centers that have gone in the first round, I don't think can hold this guy's jock. I think he's the real deal. Awesome. Uh, does anybody else have anything to add about the interior offensive line? I'm per- I think Barney hit. Yeah, it. yeah Barney hit it pretty, pretty well, well there. Agreed. I'm a little higher than on Creed Humphrey personally. I would love to see him in a Green Bay Packers uniform, uh, you know, replacing the departed Corey Lindsley. But um, I'm pretty much in line, like I said, with with how you've got him rated so far. A uh, lot of good talent there up at the top. A lot of good athletic dudes, like you said. Oh yeah, uh, we can we can talk about Quinn Miner some more if we want. My favorite <laughs> player in the draft. No, all right. <laughs> So let's move on now to offensive tackle. Remy, the Vikings, are they going to be looking for one? And who might that be in the first round? Or who's your top five? Oh, I definitely. Uh, that's one thing the Vikings do need. Uh, number one on their draft board should be an offensive tackle or guard. Um, I'm not mad, whoever they take. But uh, my top five offensive tackles. Clear-cut number one, I think we can all agree, is Penny Sewell. Absolute monster. Um, six six can just dominate, and he's—I don't know—he's clear-cut favorite, unless others think otherwise. But um, every mock draft I've seen, it's kind of—he's—he's—he's he's first off the board. Um, second, then Rashawn Slater. That's who I was kind of hoping Minnesota was going to land, but then um, more and more as the weeks go on, you see him just moving up draft boards. So I'll be shocked if he's there. Um. That would be your dream. Four, I, I think that would be your dream. At 14. Remy. It'll be pretty close. Uh, I, I also, like, I wouldn't be mad if we also got this next guy at number three. I think you can maybe interchange him out for two or three. It's Christian Derrissaw, um out of VT. Um, so him or Slater, I'm hoping, are there at uh, the 14th pick. Um, uh, number four and five, just kind of a toss-up to me because, honestly, I don't know too much on him, but uh, Tevin Jenkins uh, out of Ogie State. Um pretty big dude six six and then like you could interchange him too and then all uh the dylan radens from ndsu who uh 
is also six six as well. Um, I don't know. Do what you want with them, but those are my top five tackles. What about Liam Eichenberg, Barney, out of Notre Dame? You like him? You know, he gets knocked for not being the most athletic guy, but I, <laughs> I don't understand how you can watch that guy's tape as he is absolutely dominant. Um, uh, I, I love him. He's, he's my number five. Uh, but I think, you know, kind of, it's, it's hard to place these guys. Remy, Remy did a, a solid job. Uh, these, these tackles are so deep this draft that, you know, if, if you're in the market for one of these guys, you're going to get a solid starter, uh, you know, round two, maybe even round three. Yeah, de- definitely. I, I, and actually Remy, I, I wouldn't be so sure uh, about all teams putting Sewell ahead of uh, Slater. I, I've I've heard some mixed things about that. Some people like Slater over Sewell. I would totally. I think love they're that. a lot closer than right. You're giving it credit for. I think Slater actually fits better in Minnesota's uh, like zone running scheme right, too. Yeah. He has a little more lateral quickness. He's thirty pounds heavier or lighter. Did Sewell? Than Sewell. Did Sewell opt out? Yes. Yeah, both both Sewell and Slater did uh, opt out last year. One thing I. Uh, but Sewell's going to be not even be 21 when the season that's, starts. That's, that's crazy. what I was going to say. One thing about Sewell is he's also a couple about a full year and a half younger than a lot of these other guys out there. Um, like his birthday, I think, is in October. So, um, yeah. I mean, he's. I I agree with you, Big Z. I think some that Slater's been slow, quietly, or I'm not even quietly. He's been definitely moving up the boards on a lot of people and competing for that ta- top tackles position. He works with. Uh, Duke Manyweather out of Texas as well, who that guy's O-line masterminds. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard of that guy at all, but he's been credited a lot for getting a lot of good young talent um, developed over the last few years. And Slater's, you know, maybe not quite the, does have all the hype that Sewell does, but um, I definitely think it's one and two of those guys and the rest of them are all going to be solid. But who knows, maybe a couple of these other guys we got listed here, three, four, five, they've definitely got the potential because like you said, this is a very, very deep tackle class. I just want to throw out there's some uh, six, eight, and above offensive tackles that I think are just fun to at least mention. So you got Stone Forsyth out of Florida, six, eight, three hundred seven. Remy, maybe know about this guy, Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa, six foot eight, three eleven. Do you know anything about him? Not too much, other than uh, Northern Iowa has actually been producing some top talent these past couple of years. Oh yeah, and then Drew Himmelman out of Illinois State, six nine three twenty three. <laughs> Just a fun guy that's probably going to get um, undrafted. He's probably one of those guys that that can't bend over, but he's just so big he succeeds at the uh, like D one double A level. Uh, but that'd be fun. I remember a guy, uh, Ladrian Waddle. He was six foot nine. The Lions got him undrafted, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots. So you never know about those guys if you can mold them the right way. Uh, they can do something for you. But I just wanted to mention those ones as well. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Remy, on your your rankings. Uh, man, I mean, do we, do we have anything else to add to the offensive tackle class? Or are we ready to move on to the last, uh, last segment here? So let's move on now to running backs. This one's pretty fun. Uh, just It's, it's going to be hard to tell exactly where these guys go. Uh, it, it's a lot of people have Najee Harris going to Pittsburgh first overall. That's what I've seen in most mock drafts is like where the first running back will go. Uh, it's it's hard to disagree. I, I would pick Najee Harris probably first in this running back class too. Uh, just uh, a B six foot one, two thirty two. Uh, that that size is hard to come by. Uh, with the speed that he's at least shown on tape, I don't think he actually ran an official forty time. 
Uh, that'd be my first running back. Then Travis Etienne. Uh, he probably would have been drafted a little higher if he didn't if he came out last year. But uh, and there's another guy I'll mention briefly that should have came out last year too. Also, did you guys see uh, Bryce Love? I think he got released recently. Uh, tough tough break for that guy. Uh, a guy that could have been a top fifteen draft pick. Now he's not even on a NFL roster currently. Anyways, I uh, <laughs> let me dive back in. Travis Etienne, my number two running back. Javante Williams. This is my favorite running back uh, at number three. I could see the Lions getting him early in the second round. I, this guy, as he, you talk about breaking tackles with the wide receivers earlier, this guy uh, does it from the running back position from North Carolina. North Carolina is two, and then Michael Carter. Right after that, I have so three and four, two North Carolina running backs, both average over eight yards a carry last year. Uh, hell of a one-two punch out of them. Javante Williams, a little younger, he's only twenty-one. Uh, currently, so I like him a little better. Uh, and then number five is pretty tough for me. Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, more speed than Trey Sher Trey Sermon, but man, I I'm just gonna go with what I uh, watched more last year, uh, and that was Trey Sermon dominating near the end of the season, taking over for that Ohio State offense. He was a lot of fun. They missed him uh, near the end of the season uh, in the playoff there. So I'm, I'm going to go number five, Trey Sermon. Just and that might be a little bias, just my big time bias, but uh, really fun watching a, a guy that's going to be tough uh, and a good like backup running back. I feel. Did you guys have uh, anybody else that you wanted to discuss or disagree with my rankings at all? I <laughs> okay. Um, I just want to mention someone else on this list too. That you know, it's it's just unbelievable. Like I've seen Chuba Hubbard have a fifth round grade on him, which is pretty crazy because he was. He almost what he came close to winning the Heisman uh, not that long ago, and now he's getting a fifth round grade on him. That's a pretty long fall, and a guy that definitely should not have stayed in college another year just for his uh, draft prospects at the very least. Uh, so that 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 stood out to me. And then another guy uh, just from a pure stats perspective this year, leading rusher in the nation, Jared Patterson out of Buffalo. Uh, just beast a couple three hundred yard plus games, a four hundred yard game in there. Uh, junior out of Buffalo, it's five foot six, one ninety five, four five eight forty. So not not too bad skills, but I think that guy can read a hole really well. Just two more guys I want to mention. Not necessarily in top fives. Will probably be fifth or later, but fun to mention nonetheless. Barney, I'm gonna throw out one guy. Uh, yeah. I absolutely uh, love him because not not that I would love him for it for my team or whatnot. Uh, I don't know how much his game will translate, but Jamar Jefferson. Um, out of Oregon State, uh, it was a battle between Oregon and Oregon State. Your boy had Oregon State, I think, like, plus, you know, a touchdown <laughs> this last year. He went off for, like, 250 yards. I, I mean, he was an absolute animal, and I just want to say shout-out to him because he won me some money. <laughs> he alone. Hey, that, that, sometimes that's, that's all you need to get on the – at least the, get on the radar, you know? <laughs> Win some people some money. Um. All right. So I think that kind of takes care of the running back class again. It's not a super. I want to say deep running back class, but maybe we just don't know enough about all these guys. It's, it's so hard to tell, especially in the late. But also, the running back position has been so devalued lately. It's kind of less exciting to take one in the draft. Um. Who do you? But I who think do you I, have at the top two. I not I Najee Harris and Etienne. Okay. The same. I here. think those are pretty clear top two. Uh. And I, I think Najee Harris offers more at the NFL level just from his size yeah. 
like a Derrick Henry light uh, type running back. Light. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Derrick Henry weighs a little more. He's he's definitely big, uh, taller. Uh, so that that's why I said Derrick Henry light. I I think he has a like, similar balance and ability to break tackles. But actually, what he offers more is out of the receiving game than Derrick Henry can do. So I think that. It, Light, light in the running game, not light in the passing game. Yeah, he he reminds me of like a, a little bit more powerful Matt Forte, to be honest. I mean, he's about mm. as sure-handed as a, a receiver receiving running back gets. I I I, w- I wouldn't say he's as smooth running as Forte was, though. That 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 sure sure difference, I'd say. Matt, Matt Forte was really a smooth runner. Uh so okay, or fluid, fluid is the better word, I guess I'd say fluid. Uh, all right, so th- those are our offensive rankings for each of the positions on the offensive side of the ball. And, boy, uh, you know, wide receivers seem to be a more contentious one right here, uh, just in terms of ranking even all the way down number five. Uh, offensive tackle offers a lot of depth interior. Uh, the quarterback's pretty obvious, top five this year. So a lot of fun, gentlemen, a lot of fun. We're uh, uh, Draft night one week away. I should mention also, I don't know if we announced this on the pod before, we are going to be doing a live stream during the uh, drafts. So not we're not going to be live streaming the actual NFL draft. Uh, the Pylon crew here on our social media feeds will be hosting either a link or the actual video itself. Uh, we haven't nailed down the exact details yet. Uh, or Here, Kid J, you're, you're on our producer. Will will this be a feed on YouTube? What where 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 can we see the live stream? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be live on YouTube. Um, we'll uh, we'll send the link out um, early next week, so stay tuned for that on our on Instagram and um, Twitter and everywhere. So yeah, it's gonna be a live YouTube feed. It's gonna be kind of like a commentary, just watching the draft with the with your favorite pylon boys, and um, we're gonna have yeah. some fun. We're gonna have some beers. We're gonna talk. uh, There's a lot of prop bets for where people are going and stuff. So I know I'm gonna pick out some of my favorite bets and and uh, we're gonna try and win some money. Oh yeah, well, have a lot of fun. So please look for that and please join us uh, on draft night as well. We'll be sitting on our couch watching along with y'all. So we'll have comments and and try to react to them as well. So a lot of fun stuff. Um, so look for that. So Instagram at the pylon, Twitter at the pylon pod. Please follow us on there. And then please subscribe to this podcast on Twitter or uh, on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. And please leave a review. We'd really appreciate that. The draft one week away. Oh boy. A lot of fun. Uh, and it's in Cleveland. I almost forgot I was in Cleveland. Like someone told me the draft is in Cleveland the other day, but Oh, I, I, I forgot that they're having people in person this time as opposed to last year. Uh, so for Remy, Barney, Kinger, producer KJ on Big Z, thank you everybody for listening. Early next week, we will post our final mock draft, so look for that as well. Thank you everybody for listening, and have a great weekend. <laughs>